0: Welcome to Niners Talk with John, Tim, and Brian. Let's talk Niners.
1: Forty Niners!
2: <laughs> and
1: wide open and down to
0: the 45! Let me ask you something. How can six of you miss a play like that, huh? Hello! Welcome to Niners Talk. We're finally at the NFL season start. Talk at Pittsburgh. For those of you new to the podcast, I'm John, joined by my brother, Tim, my brother from another mother, Brian. We are three obsessed Niners fans who talk Niners ball each week. We ride the highs. We talk about the lows. And we try to get through the season. So if you have a chance, leave us a review, give us a like, subscribe.
1: But how you guys feeling today? Tim, how you feeling? It's Labor Day. How many times is too much to check Twitter to see if Nick Bosa signed? That's how I'm feeling. I every mean, is it 20? Is much? it is it every 30 seconds? Every 30, every 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> well, I haven't reached that as of yet, but I thought right before the podcast, I took my dog for a walk and came back, deliberately left my phone at the house, hoping to come back and see maybe if I leave my phone alone, Nick Bosa will sign. But that did not happen. How many times did you check today? I don't really count, but I'm going to go at least 20, 25. (laughs) And I think, I think what's driving is because there's not much news coming out. There's been a couple of tidbits here and there. I think even Niners nation, some, something came up that said there was a flight leaving Florida to Santa Clara. And can we track the flight? Because that might be have Nick Flo- Nick Bose on it. Because apparently Bosa uh, a sounding name, was apparently on the flight. This is where we've gotten to with this whole contract holdout.
0: Saying there's a chance. And uh,
1: John, I think that was your idea, but I absolutely went with it. So it's it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So what would you say your panic meter is at? Well, if panic is checking. Twitter 20, 30 times a day, and I'm now tracking flights across the country, and I decided to switch up the mojo and wear some Niners paraphernalia for the podcast, hoping that the positive energy will somehow exhume into the universe, and that will result a signing, but yeah, I think I'm at the pinning point.
2: And what number is that? Is that a 10? Is that your 10? or 11?
1: I'm going to go go to a 9.3 right now. (laughs) Because that's the temperature outside right now in Virginia. Ugh. Yeah. Brian, how well, you? Well, I
2: said eight last week, right? So it's got to be up, amped up just a bit, or uh, upped up a little bit. So I'm going to go with eight point five. No major traction this week. So, but I don't. I'm not obsessive as Tim, and I didn't check it twenty times. I only actually I didn't check it any times today. I'm assuming you guys are my breaking news, and you guys would tell me if, if he
1: was signed. Absolutely. I would call you in the middle of an important meeting just to say, (laughs) guess what? Because that's actually more important.
0: Yeah, I'm at a nine. I'm kind of at the point of like vacation when Clark is there. He's like, you know, Jed, we we buy your tickets. We buy your jerseys. You owe us, right? What can any price you owe us? Like, come on, people. Like, I don't, this is what I don't really understand. The price isn't going to go down. It's it's always going to go up. Nobody ever goes down in price. Just pay the
2: man and get him in. What would you but and then sort it out next year. I know this impacts the salary cap because I'm I'm assuming that's this is all the maneuvering that they're doing with all these players that they've signed like sure, yeah, of you course. know, mm-hmm. uh Greenlaw and and Fred and Debo and Kittle. like I'm assuming they're trying to balance it all. I, I don't have the numbers enough to, for me to say that, but I'm guessing there's some calculus here about how much they want to pay him, how much is going to be like a signing bonus, and how much is going to be guaranteed, and kind of all that stuff. Oh
1: yeah, I mean absolutely. And, and I think when linebackers, and I know we'll get to um, that. it's why the 49ers, I think, have some some people in waiting uh, because they know they're going to lose some guys uh, as they you know they lost. Uh, Al-Shair uh, last, last year, and but they had somebody who could come in uh, and, and take his place. So, no, I mean, Bosa, I, it's just, I did not expect it to last this long, but I will offer a potential silver lining in this scenario. You know, TJ Watt, uh, who we'll talk about uh, when we talk about the Steelers. He held out in 2021. He signed two days before the opening game. He ended up having five quarterback hurries, uh, four, five quarterback hits, rather, and two sacks. So... I'm I'm saying there might be precedent in getting a player just before the opening game.
0: So you're saying there's a chance.
1: I'm saying there's a chance. It, this is
0: the thing that drives me a little bit nuts sometimes. About the Niners tend to overthink things a little bit. Case in point, kickers. <laughs> like, guys, it's like it's not going to get any better. Like Nick Bosa is just not going to go. You know what? I feel like playing. I'll, I'll just I'll just sign. Just pay him. It's not the prices are going to go down. You know, it's not like gas. Just pay the dude. Put him on the defensive line. I'm pretty sure you're going to sell tickets. Yeah. So it's just. I mean, I don't know what they're what they're trying to do or no. guarantees or any of that stuff. But just just sign the dude. It's just sign him. It's it's not that hard. Don't overthink. Just don't overthink.
2: Didn't, didn't his
1: brother, so,
2: I, I mean, I, I'm, like, I'm just trying to remember this from memory, but didn't his brother hold out also when he was came into
1: I don't remember when he came into uh, the league, but I do know that the 49ers and Bosa, I think they both would agree in, in theory that Bosa should be the highest paid defense player in the league. And I wouldn't argue with that. I think w- what is happening now is just they're, I think they're getting close. That's just a hunch on what I'm gathering but there's about a two to $4 million gap and how much of this is going to be guaranteed that it prevented the signing from happening. So uh, we're just gonna have to, uh, tomorrow will be Tuesday. You know, It is uh, Monday, September 4th, and tomorrow's the 5th, and we will see what happens. Every day we're 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 checking, and at some point, a deal will get done.
0: Uh, it's it's Labor Day, I took a nap, and I was hoping that when I woke up from the nap, Nick Moses would be Simon. It be awesome if he did it during this podcast. Anyway. What else are we talking about? So, I don't know about you guys, but I watched a decent amount of college football this weekend, and there were some fabulous games. It really felt like, okay, football's back. We saw an x 49 er Dion, uh, take Colorado past TCU, yep. uh, which, was a, which was an awesome football game. And we saw Florida State beat LSU. Uh, once again, a former Notre Dame coach isn't living up to the hype, but that's per usual, but this is opening week. Thursday is the first game. We got Kansas
1: city, Detroit, but we're playing Pittsburgh. So what are we doing week one? I'm going to do two things. I'm going, and I'm going to join you uh, to watch uh, the first game of the season. Like we did last year. But one thing I will say John, that I know we want to deal with. Like we dealt with Chicago last year. We won't have a monsoon. I did check the weather for uh, Pittsburgh. It's supposed to be gorgeous, uh, sunny weather, high of 76. So, playing conditions will not be an issue this year.
0: Yeah. Originally, Tim and I tried to go out. That didn't really work. So, I asked my youngest. Uh, she was all geared up to go, but then she has cheerleading and she's actually more jazzed up about that. So, um, which will actually probably save me about $2,000. So, <laughs> instead of doing that, so yeah, good call. we to save money for your college. So instead of that, we're, uh, I'm going to head down Saturday, uh, hang out with Tim. I have a little steak uh, and then I'll do my usual 4.9 mile run uh, before opening game. And then uh, one o'clock,
2: see what happens. So Brian, what are you going to do for the game? I am also uh, going to do a 4.9 mile run. So John, you've inspired me to always kind of look to do something like that on game day. So that'll be me. I also am in a second fantasy football league where it's actually a brewery that I go to with like my brother and then a few other friends here in this area. So I'm going it, to, it, they open at noon. So the game on the West Coast is at 10 a.m. because it's obviously starting later. So, so starting early on our side. So I think the the, uh this brewery opens at noon. So we'll probably catch the, uh, the second half over at this, this brewery. So that'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be a fun day for nice. opening day.
0: That'll be fun.
2: So let's talk, let's talk uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah.
0: Brian, what 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 are you thinking about Pittsburgh right now? It's it's always a little hard for opening day because we we've seen them, we really haven't seen them. Yeah,
2: yeah. So Pittsburgh last year, what did I think they came in third in, AFC the, North. Um, AFC, in the AFC NFC, North. In the NFC, I say AFC North. which would be AFC North behind Cincinnati and and Baltimore, and I think Pittsburgh came in third. Uh, this year, they are predicted to come in. Probably in last in the North. And this is according to ESPN. So, Cincy first, Baltimore second, Cleveland probably third, and Pittsburgh last. Projected wins, 8.5. So, eight and nine wins of the year. ESPN is giving them an 11% 11 chance to win the North. So, we'll kind of see what happens there. And I think also ESPN is saying that they've got the 12th easiest schedule. Uh, So, we'll see what goes there. Well, oh, Tim, what do you think? You yeah, I, I mean, Steelers, are, uh... they were
1: nine and eight last year. My, hard to believe that Mike Tomlin is coming into a 17th year coaching the Steelers. It's going to be going into a stadium with one of the most devoted, loud fan bases in the NFL. One thing, i just doing a little research on the Steelers. I know that they have been consistent, but I... You know you have to go back before Tomlin was coached to find them having a losing record so the 49ers are going to have their their work cut out for him uh there's no doubt about that We're obviously you know the the bosa variable right now is is very much in play. I, I think obviously Kenny uh, Kitty Pickett, the Steelers quarterback is is kind of open ple no keep holding out keep holding out <laughs> so uh but that is a definite uh that, that's a definite um obviously variable. Yeah, it. But yeah, the Steelers are coming in. It, it's going to be. A, they're a good, solid club. Uh, Pickups coming into his second year. I have no doubt that Pittsburgh will be ready to play some football, and their fan base is going to be excited. And but, like you said, John, we you never really know until the season starts. And when we look at the 49ers' last two opening games, uh, we go back to twenty twenty one. They're playing the Lions. They really had them on the ropes, and the Lions. With uh, Jared Goff came flying back to the point where the 49ers had taken their starters out, they had to put them back in. So the 49ers won, but you kind of went, well, what team was that that we w- that we saw? Last year, we played in the Monsoon in Chicago. Trey Lance was the starter. A game the 49ers, frankly, should have won. Uh, Debo had fumbled in the first half, and then they played in a torrential, torrential uh, downpour. So... You know, there's there's always going to be you know what what what's what's the season going to bring, and, and we'll finally be able to see that. But if if the last two years are precedent, is that we know anything can happen. So so, but like but the one thing we don't have to worry about is a yeah, monsoon. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be gorgeous weather in Pittsburgh this Sunday, so nothing to worry about monsoon wise.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was actually I was I was really actually looking forward to going out. Um, other than the cost savings, that's really the only. Really- the big pro, because, you know, it's a a devoted fan base. It's a It looks like it's going to be a pretty nice stadium. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'll still have a pretty good view sitting in my brother's basement. Um, For me, Pittsburgh, it comes down to two things. One, Kenny Pickett is going to be better this year. He's got a great wide receiver in Pickens. I expect them to go after... Lenore or Ambry Thomas uh, quite a bit, and uh, they also have Najee Harris. So I expect them, especially without, if Bosa is not on the field, to go right through that middle of that line. Uh, it will be really interesting to see how Hargrave goes for the whole game because we we've not seen him a little bit here and there. We haven't really seen him uh, for a whole game. But, as you know, Tomlin just doesn't coach a bad football team. So, I think this game is going to be close. I don't feel like if the Niners do lose, we need to panic because it's there's so much football. It's such a marathon. You know, it's 17 games. You know, last year we lost to the NFC Championship. The year before... Um, we won. We made it to the NFC championship. I just wanna see good ball. I mean, the only time I was a little nervous was, you know, during the COVID year when we played the Cardinals and But yeah, that's coming off the Super Bowl and it's just they just they just look they looked weird. Yeah. That whole that whole season was weird. But um I think Pittsburgh's gonna be tough. Um I you know, we don't do predictions on yeah. this show. Uh, I just think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a tough football game.
2: But so, according to ESPN, oh, mm-hmm. according to ESPN, John, so what are the Steelers doing best? So, they talk about like they got, they, they are an excellent pass rusher. So, you got TJ Watt over there. They just signed Alex Highsmith to an extension. And I guess, you know, ESPN is also clouding the, clouding the depth behind them. So, they got Marcus Golden in free agency. And then they got this new, this new linebacker from Wisconsin who's supposedly really good in the fourth round, Nick, Nick he- Herbig. So, kind of we'll see what happens there. And then from from the as you were talking about their offense, Tim about Kenny Pickett and stuff. So, you know, one fantasy person who's always seemed to stand out for us is like Deontay Johnson. So he's someone who's kind of like picked up his game over the last few years. And then so he's always, you know, the best at getting open. And then um I'm I'm not familiar with this name, but George Pickens. Um he I is. guess he's one of their receivers and supposedly yeah, he's, really he's been really yeah really good. Yeah. Um, well
1: I just I think there's one matchup that I'm really focused on, and Brian, you mentioned T.J. Watt. Well, T.J. Watt likes to come at you from, well, they, rather, I'd say they they like to line Watt up on the right side of the offensive line. And, of course, the 49ers' right tackle is Colton McKinnon, and he is the question mark going into this season uh, after McGlinchey left for free agency. And that's where I think, you know, Bosa's absence has played another variable because McKivitz hasn't had to go against Bosa in practice. And maybe if he had, now this is just a hunch, he would have been better prepared to, he's going to go against a very elite pass rusher and that's going to be a a very early test. So if I'm Shanahan, you know, certainly I want to try to spread the field. I'm going to mix it up with a lot of different looks uh, to get Watt going upfield and and making a, a pull. On a when they're uh, the play is going to be in an opposite direction, so I see spreading them out. I see a CMC getting a lot of different looks just to keep Watt off balance. So I definitely see you know the running game taking center stage early, but not the pounded out, grinded out type of running back. I see a lot of misdirections and fakes that Shamahian is going to try to establish early.
0: Yeah, I think um, where I'm thinking the Niners have a bit of an edge. You know, knock on wood, is their offense is pretty can be pretty explosive, and the rules of the NFL today really favor the offense. And while you've got Pickett and Pickens and Najee Harris, the Niners just have way too many horses on offense to score. I agree. Like a lot of points, and that's where I think the Niners really have a yeah, yeah, edge. Yeah. But let's let's talk keys to victory. So, my first key, just sign Nick Bosa. That's key number one. Sign him, get him on a plane, say, Nick, go get that guy.
1: Tim, what other keys to victory do you have for this weekend? I think the 49ers, I'm I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm going to put the Bosa discussion uh, off the table just for a moment. I think the 49ers need to be aggressive on offense uh, because here's why. Actually, you know what? I'll bring Nick Bosa back in. Because, uh, yes, they may get Nick Bosa back, they may not. And if Bosa is back, is he going to be on some sort of a, a, a pitch count? I don't know. But it might be something where he does have some rust to, to shake off, even though I gave you the silver lining of TJ Watt a couple of years ago, having a monster game only two days back. But here's the other reason I want the 49ers to get aggressive early on offense, is that I don't want, the, I don't want this coming down to special teams where we have to call out our kicker. So right now yeah. I have zero confidence in our special teams to produce that. Yeah, so yeah. I would love to, yeah, the, scenario I would love to see is the 49ers up by 10 with about six minutes to go in the, in the fourth quarter where they can just grind the ball out, you know, get at least a two possession lead against the Steelers, uh, and then take in someone like Ty Davis price or Jordan Mason, as they used him, uh, last year. That's kind of like that relief pitcher to grind the Steelers down and and milk the clock. That's what I'm looking for. Cool. Brian, what are your
2: keys? Well, you know, one of the things that ESPN says is that one of the weaknesses uh, of the Steelers is their offensive line. So, you know, regardless if Bose is there, it's back or not. I like to see a lot of pressure on Pickett. I mean, mm-hmm. he is a sophomore. Uh you know, a sophomore quarterback, uh, second year in the league. So you definitely want to get in his face. You want to just, you know, I don't know if that's going to be like some blitzes here and there, or if like just all the guys on the, on the, sorry, the defensive line, Armstead and, and just anyone who's out there can just go pick him up. So that's definitely what, what I'd want to see is our defense just getting after the quarterback and flustering Pickett so he doesn't get it to his playmakers like Najee Harris or, Deontay or, or Pickens yeah you bring up so, a good point because
0: one of the Niners yeah. advantages is that you haven't seen the Niners with Wilkes on film yet so what are the exotic coverages what are yeah, it's true how often is he going to blitz you know Fred's really good at kind of come up to the line and drop back into coverage so that that's going to be an interesting right. uh, battle um another one for me is it just it's always turnovers it's, of course, when the Niners have plus turnovers, they win. When they have minus turnovers, they lose. And except when
2: they played pit, the yeah. preseason, a very sloppy. except when they played yeah. the
1: Steelers
0: the last time, when they had five turnovers, and <laughs> somehow won that game.
1: Yeah. Um, well, then that was that was your <laughs> course and ref- That yeah. <laughs> was the, the Niners came into that game two zero against an zero and two Steeler team, but the Niners won a game that frankly they had every reason to lose, and you just felt. I mean, I remember watching that game. I remember Garoppolo drove him down late. There was a uh, fumble that I, I think they tried to pitch it to Debo. He fumbled the ball. The Steelers recover. And any other season prior to that, you would have thought that's the game. that Niners will be able to stop it. But then, mm-hmm. Niner's, Niners defense forces a turnover. Garoppolo hits Dante Pettis for the game-winning touchdown. And the 49ers are 3-0. And that's where I think myself, and I think maybe even you guys thought, there might be something here. So that 2019 yeah. Steelers victory, I think, really set that season in motion. They got a lot of momentum, yeah. excuse me, out of that, out, out of that game. And yeah, I just, but if if you're watching the last time the 49ers played in Pittsburgh, you have to go all the way back to 2015. And the Niners got absolutely rocked. Uh, I think it was 43 to 17. And the score wasn't even that, I mean, the game wasn't even that close because we were In the midst of our Jim Tomsula season. And I think that's all something we are trying very much never to speak that name again.
2: I did go to that game and I just, I must have had PTSD because I didn't remember the five turnovers. But now that you guys have talked about that, I totally now remember that. And the one thing that I hated as a Niners fan is, you know, obviously you want to be welcoming to to all the fans who come out there from other cities. Because, you know, that's how, that's the business. And, but there's definitely a lot of yellow, terrible towels, you know, hanging out at Levi's, waving away on that day. So that was pretty, that was pretty annoying. So, but, you know, that's how it is.
0: You know, I like the terrible towel, but it is stupid. I mean, oh, like, (laughs) wow. I don't know if we have Pittsburgh Steelers
1: fans listening in on this podcast, but, um, I don't know. You just opened yourself up to be a target, John. Go, go ahead.
0: (laughs) It's fine. But I mean, one of the, John
2: Cashman said that. How, how did
1: they get the idea? Like, you know what? It's (laughs) going to tell. It's going to tell to the game. I, you know, it it came from the seventies when they're in their, you know, their, their dynasty with the steel curtain and Franco Harris and Terry Bradshaw. So uh, I remember there is some sort of a story behind it, but um, I didn't do that research for the podcast. I'm afraid. Yeah. So another key to victory is do we have a kicker
0: so confused on this yeah do we who is the kicker
1: the latest report the Uh, latest report out of the nurse camp yeah the latest report of the nurse camp is that moody is quote-unquote progressing however 49ers did sign a kicker uh to their practice squad uh by the name of Wright. if i had that correct so they are he, they at least have an insurance policy, but that's why I go back to, you know, the keys of victory is like, I don't want a 40 yard field goal with two seconds left and you're trotting out that guy you're trying to try to fit within the key. That's the scenario that bothers me the
2: most.
0: <laughs> yeah. You want to ease him in like, yes, lots of PATs, lots yes. of PATs. Yes. Cool.
2: Or just go for twenties, you know, 20 yard field goals. Yeah. Nice and easy. Um any other keys to victories, guys?
1: One one angle I, I do like is Hafanga playing in Pittsburgh because he has been mentored uh, by Palomalu, who of course, you know, Hall of Fame is safety for the for many years for, for the Steelers. I hope Hufanga has a great game. I really would love to yeah. see that guy, you know, make Palomalu proud in front of the Steelers in front of the Steeler nation. So that's, that's one thing I'm lo- looking for that. Um, but yeah, John, I think, you know, you said at best, if you look at the the 49ers offense, I mean, Kittle, Iuke, Debo, CMC, and those these, just these just, are the starters. Yeah. And then here, here's some, here's some good news. We got Elijah Mitchell coming back. He has been declared hundred mm-hmm. percent. So CMC can take okay. a, you know, yeah. can take a playoff or a series off and having a logic of I me, mean, we, we, when he's healthy, that's been a great one, two punch. So that's, again, I, I think, you know, you, you keep the, uh, you keep a running game, uh, you keep the Steelers, um, on their heels a little bit during their pass rush. You establish that. And I think the 49ers can be successful in offense. I agree,
2: Brian. you have better- yeah, and you'd like to see like you know you're talking about CMC. I know that they're the Niners are are really analyzing that and just making sure they're not going to overwork him this year. So you know that is something. Obviously, the one-two punch of Elijah and, and CMC. You'd like to see that. I'd also want to see like and I was talking about the defense earlier, but like Javon Hargrave. I forgot he's he was part of Pittsburgh, but in the in the late 2010. So you love him to have him a really good game. You know, getting after picket or getting. Just a couple sack or tackles, and and you just want to see something big from him. We signed him for a reason, and you just kind of want to see him produce. Um, and we also want to see Nick
0: Bosa. And, Let's make it happen.
1: So now I don't know about you guys. I,
2: hang on, I'm going <laughs> to check Twitter.
1: <laughs> I'm joking. No, actually, I'm not joking. Exactly. I am going to check Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, so while
0: Tim is doing that, the check uh, it. So I don't know about you guys, but I like to throw a bit of money on. Some football games, not, not a lot, we're not talking triple zeros, I'm talking double zeros, but you know, it's at the beginning of the season where you have so much hope, but you also have no information. So I do, I do the survivor leagues, which are kind of fun until you don't survive. And I did, there's a couple of pick leagues that I'm yeah. doing as well. And so for the survivor league this week, it was tough because you, you, you don't have enough really information. So the one that I went with, because I need to get a little bit more info on some of these teams before I pick them, is I went with uh, the Ravens over the Texans. Almost all of them. Because I'm like, okay, this, you got to get out. You can't just lose in week one and be like, well, damn, now what do I do? So that was one. And then with these pick'em leagues, there was a new one that I did where instead you don't just pick, but you have to put in confidence points. Like, this was kind of new. So you could say, okay, I'm going to do Houston against Baltimore, but my confidence is at 15. So if Baltimore wins, then I get the 15 points. And then, you know... What's the max you get on confidence? The max you can get is is 16. The least you can get is one. So it's like, do you bet your most points on an underdog so that everybody you can go ahead of everybody. So it's like the NCA where you pick underdogs to get more points. So, so I've got that and you know, just, just, I never, ever bet against the 49ers ever, like if, if I think the Niners are gonna lose, I just do, or I don't think they're gonna oh. cover the spread. I never put money on, on that game. So it's here's just
1: like, here's the reason I, I kid. That is because you're supposed to leave emotion at the door and pro football is just way too emotional so that's just never going to work for me i am in a glass case of emotion when we're talking about football so that's just the gambling thing will never work for me so
2: yeah. I'll, I'll i'll live vicariously for you john well thank you so you're you're we'll see so so john i you're talking about uh mm-hmm. so the survivor leaks it's been a while since i've done one but I remember uh, the last time I did one; it was probably a few years ago, and Tom Brady was playing. So I, you'd always, you'd always want to go against. You always kind of want to look at the teams who were playing around the Patriots' time because you know they get beat up and stuff like that. But it's been a while, so I've kind of done anything like that. So yeah, I think last year yeah. I got
0: to week ten. So I was actually doing pretty decently, and then of course there's.
2: Would you I lose? I remember what I lost you? on last yeah. year,
0: but. The year before I lost, when Cincinnati was playing really, really well, it was Cincinnati against the Jets. I'm like Cincinnati and friggin' lost in overtime. Like, so <laughs> it is what it is. But you know, most years I usually finish in the money in terms of betting. So we'll see. Last year was a little bit of a down year, but the year before was was really good. So we shall see. What's the
1: what's I the site you're, you're doing though? on?
0: We're brought to you by DraftKings. I mean, DraftK- um, oh, okay. yeah, DraftKings is just—it's super easy. Legal, you know, gambling's legal with in PA, uh, so it's weird when you cross state lines. Sometimes you're like, "Yep, can do it." I'm like, mm-hmm. so, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's just it's a good time. So anyway, brings us to midpoint of our show, and it's Niners trivia time with Bryant. All right.
2: Okay. Hold on, let me get that ready here. Okay. So trivia this week is going to be Pittsburgh themed, Niners Pittsburgh themed. So mm-hmm. um some of these might be softball, some of these might be a little difficult. So we'll see. All right. Uh one of the most memorable games between the Niners and Pittsburgh and the Steelers occurred back in 2011 mm-hmm. Monday night football. So It's not going to be a problem for Tim or John to remember this, but it was known for two power outages that occurred. So I think it's obviously probably one of the reasons why the Niners got their (laughs) new stadium or one of the compelling reasons. Having lights is good. Why that happened. Okay. So. Especially uh, on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was two nights. And I forgot it was twice. I forgot it happened twice uh, in the game. I was only remembering once, but I didn't remember twice. Okay. So that game is known for kicker David Akers passing the 49 er single season record in points scored. Who is the player that he passed? And what season did he get that record in? And for bonus points, tell me how many games that well, person got it in.
0: I want to say Ray Wershing in 1983 and 485 games.
1: so the question was uh who did acres pass for you said single season or or all time Mm -hmm. single season points and how many games did he do it in okay i'm gonna go with jerry rice in 1987 uh, and it was a strike shortened year so i'm gonna say 12 games
2: Let's move on. Since twenty eleven, that player, yet to be named, has been passed two times as well for single season mm. points scored. Who passed him and in what year?
0: Uh I'm gonna try Robbie Gould and I'll go with twenty nineteen. And I
1: don't know else. Mm-mm. Single season. These I actually drawing balls. Ah, uh, these are softballs apparently, but I am actually drawing a blank on this one, so I will have to go with John's answer.
2: <laughs> okay, next one, number three. Before Mike Tomlin became head coach of the Steelers in two thousand seven, what coaching position did he have, and from he what was... team? Bonus points if you can also tell me his age. He 29. was a
0: defensive backs coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers,
1: and I think he was like 37, something like that. I'm going to go with, I I think he was with the Vikings. I want to see who's defensive coordinator. I think you're thinking of, um, who's the guy on NBC? Tony. Tony Dungy. Dungy. I think you're thinking of Tony Dungy.
2: I'm thinking of Tony Dungy. All right, next. <laughs> Kim's not thinking about Tony Dungeon. Okay. Last one. Last one. In 2007, the Steelers decided to implement or uh, encourage a, a mascot. What is the name of that mascot? And the Steelers Fire or the mascot? Was it, Can you was, describe it, was it a, a towel?
0: Yeah, if you yeah. describe me go with the friend. iron, the iron worker. It was, it was, it was, a, it flying, was a flying <laughs> towel.
1: <laughs> it's Terry Bradshaw's hair.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> it, just,
1: it,
0: it just goes out and just waters around like I did, my last hair thing,
1: I did. I did hear something that Bradshaw may have cancer. So I don't know if that oh. is true or not. So I, I do want to that that's, that's to be confirmed now. Sorry to hear that. Sorry, Terry. Yeah, I I didn't want us to come across as that kind of uh, podcast. This was <laughs> the, those kinds of guys on that podcast. So if that is you know if fact true, obviously we wish him the best.
2: Anyway, get well, <laughs> well, that this mascot was founded. This mascot was founded as part of the 75th anniversary. So the Steelers were founded in 1933. This was part of the 75th anniversary. I am drunk so, like, uh, you, you know, know what? Just I'll, keep I'll going. just. Yeah, if you could name anything related to it, like, uh, kind of just expound,
0: say, uh, something, an iron something like worker,
1: that, a steel worker,
2: just
0: g- guy in pants,
1: Freddie the Foundry Worker. I got nothing, I got absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right, those Did were
2: softballs, <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, so, um,
2: well, you know, Tim, you were, you were, you were getting, you were killing it before, so I had to, like,
1: all right, uh, I guess, I I guess I should have been a little more humble, I so, <laughs> Like, yeah. the questions I know.
0: um so this weekend brian and i had our annual draft for fantasy football where we we had the the snake draft which which i hate because it's i literally have to sit there for 15 minutes until i got two picks in a row and i had to sit there for another 15 minutes but we we drafted some some folks uh my my team is called the crushers
2: so Tim. Yes. If you could look yes. at my and, and and my team is called the Niner Knights because I I traded my team name when when the the Niners mm-hmm. uh sorry, any given Sunday, the movie that came out, the team mm-hmm. from San Francisco mm-hmm. was called the Knights and hence I... Niner Knights. So it's stuck for I like twenty three years. I so it. this is it's it's hard to believe the last know.
0: time I won a Super Bowl was in a movie. <laughs>
1: Okay. So, so I am supposed does, to give you, well, okay. So review of your, your fantasy teams are, all right. Um, I'm just going to ask first my, I, I go ahead.
0: And for the record, Tim doesn't play fantasy football. So no, this I is don't. his expert opinion.
1: I, I used to, uh, but I find it's a lot more enjoyable to be judgmental and elitist and not have any skin in the game because that's just the type of person I am.
0: Okay, well that's why we have this podcast. That's why we have this (laughs) podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do that.
1: Um, You you ought to see me. I I do do that. I I don't do it much with my family life because my wife will set me straight very quick. At the same time, let me ask a a quick question. Who was your first pick? Each of you. Who's the first one you chose?
0: My first pick was Derek Henry. And no, sorry, it was AJ, it was AJ, my, it was AJ, okay. um, Dylan Brown. Oh, no. AJ Brown from Philly.
1: Okay. I was going to say like, you have a lot of faith in Dylan. <laughs> no.
2: All right. And Brian, your first pick was. My, my first pick. I was, we have a 12 team league and John, we should say this, John, was the right we went random this so because we. i'm assuming you picked late i know what
1: i think so, okay okay i, had the seven I knew pick. i knew it was there was a reason i picked this person because i picked late so seven understood middle middle rounds
2: yeah seven and then john john unfortunately was 12 so we had i see. Picks yeah. all
1: i time. see so we should feel bad for yeah. you <laughs> i had i had nick all right as okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm going to give you both C pluses, um, you know, satisfactory. I think a good effort was earned.
2: Um, God, I, I These are, I this I, is a I, 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 I
1: do. I, I do think that Joe Burrow against Cleveland. I think that's potential to really light it up. I think, uh, AJ Brown, I think, yeah, that's another one that could light up this, uh, this weekend. Awesome. I'm going to go ahead right now. I'm giving the edge to John. Nice. I like that.
2: Yeah. Oh, so okay. And uh, what do you think about my team? I give David? you an A for effort, effort
1: and Crabby. I hope you have an enjoyable fantasy football team <laughs> because it's all, it's all about the experience and the camaraderie with your fellow teammates or with your fellow uh, competitive uh, teams, right? And And winning money. And we, oh, oh yes, of course. I forgot about that. I but but the experience that trumps all. And, and on um, that note,
2: should we Chris, should we just kind of read off? We should just kind of read off really quickly. Sure. Who our teams are? So, like, you know, so you can like, why why is he getting? Why is he giving? Because a because you so said I could I'll do anything first, I wanted, John, and I'm so just doing
1: anything that I wanted. Is there any science there, behind on. my grid? No, it's completely <laughs> subjective. <laughs> sounds like the
0: yahoo grade
1: i got exactly what did you So what were the so instead oh, of instead of the 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 rosters what were your grades on yahoo i'm more interested in that i got a d plus <laughs> oh wow yeah the
2: ai was like
0: yeah dude we're taking over for you wow
2: and brian chat gpt generated our <laughs> okay um, grades by the way so i got a d Diaz and David. So I did slightly worse so, than John. So Brian, who do you have on your team? Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, Devontae Adams, Ayuk, uh, Jahan Dotson, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Pat Fryermuth, uh, J.K. Dobbins, and Nick Folk, and then defense is New York Jets. Yeah, so let's just so, go over the starters. So fact, I went with Joe starters.
0: Burrow, uh, And then I got to a point I'm like, I really need to get a second quarterback, and there literally was no one left. (laughs) So I ended up with Bryce Young, which is going to be a little tough. Uh, Then I had A.J. Brown, uh, Debo, Dehop, who I think might have a pretty decent resurgence in Tennessee, Uh, Derek Henry, uh, A.J. Dillon, Tyler Higby, which might seem more just because Cooper Cup's kind of iffy, Drake London, and Riley Patterson from Detroit. That went with the Jacksonville D simply because their league is just, they're all, conference is awful. I mean, you got like the, it's the Jacksonville Texans, the Colts, and who's the other, I don't even know who the other team is, but yeah, it's just like they got to rack up some points there. He's just got to play them all the time. So, um, But, yeah, we'll see. So there's going to be a lot going on on Sunday, which will be fun. You know, phones will be in hand. (laughs) Bets will be checked. Points will be earned. Brian, I don't think we did as well this week. So why don't you tell us how we did?
2: Okay. So the first question is we talked about the Monday Night Football game back in 2011. David Akers passed the 49ers single season scoring record. Who did he pass and in what year and how many games? So, Tim, you got that one right. Jerry Rice in 1987 had 138 points. Yeah, had 20, 12 games 22 out touchdowns. in a 15 game had. season. That's insane. Yeah. Is yes. that just coming from memory yes. there or did you just yes. look that up? Because you were like, <laughs> <for a laughs> cop. like no, no like I'm like some, Green Man. You're like Green Man.
1: Lots of Queens. Lots of Queens. No. <laughs> Five minutes of podcast left. Five minutes of podcast left. Go for
2: it. Next. (laughs) All right. So, wait,
0: John. I said Ray Worshing. Because I actually thought it was season. I wouldn't think it was all time. Not.
2: So, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Number two, since 2011, Jerry Rice has been passed two times. Who passed him and in what year? So I think John, you had yes. with a Gould. Mm-hmm. So Robin Gould. Okay. He did pass him, uh, but in 2017 at 145 points. And then uh, Dawson. Oh, yes, kicker uh, yeah. i back in 13. Oh, Phil Dawson. Phil. 100, 140. Nice. David Akers, I forgot to say back in the first question, he actually got 166 points in 2011. So he kicked some butt that year, but that was when, you know, we had Alex Smith and what year was, that? who else was on the team? Uh, 2011. Okay. 2011. How nice uh, first I'm just burning and Frank Gore. Like Jake, yeah.
0: that's yeah. a good marker yeah. to go for man.
2: Okay. Yeah. 166. All right. Before Mike Tomlin became coach at uh, question number three, before Mike Tomlin became coach in 2007, uh, who did he coach for? He, John, you Tampa said... Tampa Bay is
0: a defensive back scout.
2: I said Minnesota. Tim? I said it was
1: defensive coordinator.
2: Tim, wow. you got that right. 2006, he, he was the Vikings DC. Good job, Tim. So, Tim, I don't know how you do this. <laughs> you pull that one out again. Uh, let's see. He was 34 when What's he called? was like thirty seven, And it was 35 when the season started. Yeah, so... I only ask that because I remember the Steelers. I remember coming up that time that the Steelers generally like to hire coaches in their 30s and, you know, so they can be there for the long haul. So I think Chuck Bill's another great coach. Okay.
1: Now, this is the one I I wanted to hear. This is the Um, question, the answer I
2: wanted to hear. Yeah. Okay. Prior to the, okay, who is the mascot of the Steelers? Prior to the 2007 season, the Steelers introduced Steely McBeam, <laughs> Steely McBeam <laughs> wow. as their official mascot. Mascot. So as, as part of the anniversary celebrations, the team did a pool of 70,000 suggestions across the area. One person by the name of Diane Rolls from Middlesex township submitted the winning name, which was meant to represent the steel of Pittsburgh's industrial heritage, Mick for the Rooney's family, Irish roots. And Beam, so Steely McBeam, and Beam was thrown in there for the Steel Beams produced by Pittsburgh, as well as Jim Beam, her husband's favorite alcoholic beverage. So Steely <laughs> McBeam so is the mascot. And he does I, look I, like I've exactly what move you well I'm to
1: see, uh, see what it looks like. So I'm sorry it wasn't Freddie the Foundry Worker. I was a little off on that one. You were very close. close. I figured something with coal, steel, you know, (laughs) blue collar, you know, lunch pill looking guy.
0: Well, that brings us towards the end. And we always end with stuff we bought on Amazon this week. So, Tim, I know you were hanging out by yourself.
1: Did you buy anything on Amazon this week? I did not. I did not buy a single thing on Amazon this week. How do you expect us to get paid, Tim? (laughs) Well, I could make something up, but I looked at it and I was like, the last time I spoke to you guys, I said, what, olive oil and Listerine or something like that? So I just didn't need anything.
0: It's olive oil, a hairbrush.
1: Olive oil and hairbrush, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This is how my hair.
2: (laughs) Brian? Uh, I did make a purchase on Amazon. So um, Amazon owns a company called Comixology. And so it's like, Comic books. It's like books, comic books, basically. So um I am this is gonna sound a little nerdy, but I do read a little bit of comic books that every sounds now and very, then. Very, very so nerdy. I have a subscription. Yeah. Yeah, th- cool. it is. And uh, uh so there is a there's a comic book from the a uh, show from the eighties called Robotech. Uh it's like an animation, like a Japanese animation, but they they did a new comic book uh, this year and it just got released on comiXology. So I had to get it. So that's what I bought this week. So one or two episodes, one or two, um, magazines, uh, books, uh, that I bought. So three 99 each. Brian, there's no
1: reason, no reason ever to feel nerdy. You're talking to two brothers who would race home from school to watch star blazers and channel whatever out of San Jose. So
0: 36 baby. Channel
1: 36 KICU, if whatever happened to that station, I don't know, but that was oh, that Japanese was a
2: good, anime. Yeah. It still
0: exists. I love star blazers. Star yeah. blazers. Anyway, Especially when uh, their mouths that, didn't quite work <laughs> with the English, like going to I, go across the stars. <laughs> and see, I was so
1: young. I didn't even pick up on that. I was just way too naive <laughs> ignore it. I just saw space battles and wave motion guns and, you know,
2: bad guys bombing Earth with do you just remember? Do you remember all the pants that they they wore back then? They were yeah, like yeah, exactly. I just I kind of just, like I just I back just to thought that. That was just how the style <laughs> was, <laughs> was
1: going to look in twenty two forty eight or whatever Star Wars was taking place. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was oh, the name man. of the ship? Argo. There we go. The why Argo. do I? Why do I know the these Argo. things? Why do I know these
0: things? Yes. yes. You've gone to red. You've gone to red. Useless information. Um.
2: So for me this week, I'm, yeah. John? I,
0: um. So for me this week, I bought a 49ers magnetic decal uh, because the guy who's my golf instructor is a big Steelers fan and he's got license plate on his truck, which is the Steelers, you know, like in the front. Yeah. So when I go to practice sometime this week, I'm just gonna slap the 49 er stick an R on that and walk away.
1: Wow.
2: Oh, yeah. Those are fighting words. No, this is well, pretty aggressive.
0: He's a great guy, he's a good friend. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I <don't laughs> find a terrible towel in my bag. Is this an actual sticker? Is this what did <laughs> <sticker? laughs> uh, <laughs> the... you say,
2: Brian? So John, are you putting like no, no, an actual a, a magnetic on his decal or is it like a magnet? like
0: an actual sticker would be really ah, aggressive? Okay,
2: okay, good.
0: No, it's a magnetic decals to put over yes. his
1: license plate. Good. Okay, Okay. Yeah, I've that's heard of fights fun. breaking out on the golf course. I just didn't feel it was gonna be one of something you had anything to do with, John. Well, I can I'll run real fast.
0: All right, well, we don't we don't do predictions, so we're gonna wrap it up. Uh if you get a chance, give us a like. Give us a review, uh, subscribe, but as always, thank you for tuning in. Go Niners. Next week, we'll be back with the Steelers review and the Rams preview. So in between all those times, yep. everybody cross your fingers. Nick both will be signed. And go Niners. Beat those Steelers. Peace out, Niners Nation. Go Niners. Thanks for listening to Niner's Talk. Stay faithful.